0: Thank you for joining us today for the Christ First podcast. We have Taryn with us today who will be sharing her story and why she chooses to put Christ first in her life. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your story, Taryn.
1: I think I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade um, when I realized like all of my friends were LDS or like members of the church. And I felt like I always heard the term like dry Mormon and I had no idea <laughs> what that meant. Um, I wasn't raised LDS and no one in my family is LDS. Um, and so one of my best friends, Taylor, I could only spend the night at her house on Saturdays if I could go, if I went to church with her on Sunday. So I kind of took advantage of that. But every time we went to church, I always left feeling like, wow, like that's something special. Um we were raised Christian, and we just went to non-denominational churches. And I always, like, felt the spirit, I guess you could say, but it was different. Um, And then when I was in middle school, like, around the same time, my mom and my stepdad at the time went through a divorce. And it was kind of a crazy situation um, where... He kind of used us kids as like leverage almost towards my mom. Um, And it was a situation where he tried to essentially take us away from my mom to get to my mom to harm her. Um, And that's when I met the Wolfensteins and that family. Like I don't think they'll ever understand like how much they mean to me. So... Long story short, the Wolfenstein family, um, they own a Best Western in Pahrump, Nevada, and that's where we were living at the time, and they helped my family by putting us up in one of their bigger hotel rooms for two weeks because we had to go in hiding, and, um, they sent missionaries over to us like every single day and they would just share like these spiritual lessons with us and they'd bring us meals and they were just so kind. Like I don't think I've ever met people with such big hearts like until I met missionaries. And after that like situation passed and we kind of went back to our normal lives, we still had missionaries coming to our house like once a week. And I kept telling my mom like, I think I'm interested, like I would love to get baptized. And I think my mom really liked the idea of it, but she never like expressed like, oh, I want to get baptized. And she still hasn't. Um, I think she's kind of comfortable where she's at in her life and like the religion she's a part of and church she goes to. Um, but after high school, I kind of felt like it was almost like prompting like a prompting I had that was like always in the back of my back of my mind like I miss that feeling like I loved when the missionaries were coming over I loved what they were teaching us Um, even just like the activities they did with us to like bring our family closer together and just like the family morals and values that they like preached and So I reached out to Susie um, Wolfenstein um, and I just like asked her, I said, hey, like, how can I take lessons again? Um, And so she set them up and I just met at her house and the missionaries started coming and I think it was probably like the third lesson in. I showed up to her house a little bit early and I told her in her kitchen, I said, hey, I think I want to get baptized. And she kind of looked at me shocked like, well, that's fast. Like a lot of people say they have to think about it. And it was interesting. I don't know if maybe missionaries do it on like the fourth lesson or third lesson. Like when they come, they're like, have you thought about being baptized yet? Like I don't know how soon they ask. But that evening when they showed up to the lesson, like halfway through, they talked about baptism. And then they asked if I had thought about it. And I just started crying. I was like, yeah, I actually mentioned today that I – would really like to be baptized so I think that's my main conversion story and how it happened but I feel like I was introduced to like the religion through friends in middle school and high school but I don't think I would have really had the full experience if that situation in my life had never happened and if that specific family didn't just pick us up and help us. Um, And so I think, like, without them, I don't know. I'm sure I would have found the church probably later on, but I feel like in that moment, like, it was when
0: we needed it the most. And I think I'll forever be grateful for that. That's so amazing. They are such a wonderful family. So now, what are your reasons for putting Christ first in your life?
1: I feel like in the past, when I didn't put Christ first, I wouldn't say I made the worst decisions in my life, but I also wasn't conscious of, like, what I was doing. Like, I just felt kind of reckless. Like, I didn't really know my purpose, I guess, in life. And so, it was just kind of like, like a mentality, if that makes sense. Um. And now that I've been like baptized and I've received the Holy Ghost and like I can feel those promptings, it reminds me like, okay, Christ should be first in your life. Like if he isn't the center of your life, it's almost like I ask my question, like the question to myself, like, what are you even doing? If that makes sense. Um, And I don't think like my faith has always been super strong. Like I honestly feel like it's been kind of like a roller coaster like I have some high highs and I have some low lows um, and I feel like it goes back to the question like not putting Christ first like you kind of get into a daily routine you almost have like these boxes and you're like oh read my scriptures check oh I said my prayers check like and it's almost like oh you get in the mentality of I have to do these things and it's not of like why are you doing these things. And then it reminds me, like, oh, when I put Christ first, I feel happier. I'm a better person. I can serve my family better. I can show up for them better. Um, and so I think that's my main reason why I put him first is
0: I'm a better person when I do. And I feel better. From your home growing up to your home now, what differences do you feel? Happy. <laughs> that's the first word that comes to my mind. Um
1: I mean I guess I was happy growing up as a kid for the most part and it kind of makes me sad but like when I think back on my childhood I don't really know if there's like my first memories that pop up pop up are happy memories like sometimes they're like traumatic experiences and so now that I have the gospel in my life And I'm married to somebody who is extremely Christ like, and the gospel is just as important to him as it is to me. It makes me excited knowing that, like, I get to change the way we live our life. Like, our home is going to be different than what my home was when I was little. Like, my little boy doesn't have to grow up the same way I did. And it makes me feel. Like I've won some kind of battle in a, in a sense. Like I broke that cycle. Like one that I would never want Ira to go through. And I don't want that to sound like I'm knocking my mom on any circumstance. Like I feel like the situations she went through are the same ones we went through. And they weren't necessarily her fault. Um, but it's hard. Like and now that I'm a mom, I feel for her. Because I almost wish, like, I could go back in time and be like, you need this. Like, read this. Like, read the Book of Mormon. Like, just give this gospel a chance. And I feel like it could have changed a lot of situations. And I can't. And that's okay. But I have control of, like, my life and my family now. And it just
0: makes me happy knowing that, like, we have a solid foundation. How did christ and heavenly father influence your decision in choosing your husband
1: um so i had moved to utah um shortly after i got baptized and i actually started dating somebody else who was a return missionary like member of the church um but he wasn't super active like wouldn't really go to church um and probably didn't make the best decisions Um, and I could say that for myself, like dating him and it was just hard because I felt like every Sunday I was like trying to drag him to church. Like I was like, let's go to church and we would make it to sacrament, which is probably the most important part. So I was happy about that, but we would leave after first hour and I was like, okay, it's progress. But after a while I felt like I was moving forward, but I was slowly being pulled back because it takes two to like make something happen. And after two years, I was like, okay, this isn't really what I want. Like I was trying to convince myself um, and I just kept telling myself like it might change. Like I really want a temple marriage. I want to be sealed to my family forever. Like these are things I really want Um, and maybe that will slowly become a priority for him as well and it just never did. But I think I was too scared to leave. Like I didn't know anything else. but finally, it just kind of clicked that it just wasn't right. Um, and then that semester, I started school sp- in spring and I walked in and the first person I saw was Tanner. And it sounds so cliche, but I was just like, I don't know, he, there was something special about him. Like I looked at him and I was like, is that the one? Like, <laughs> um. And we started like slowly hanging out. I had no idea, but we had worked at the same place for three years. We had been in the same major, like first school for three years. I had never seen this kid in my life until that day. And um, like I said, we slowly started hanging out. We were actually like, we put together like a study group and it was like probably a group of five or six people. And people slowly just started flaking off until lastly, it was just me and Tanner and I was like, all right we'll just see how this goes and I don't know really when it turned to like a study group to like date night but it kind of made that transition and like the more I learned about Tanner like the more I fell in love with him like he was exactly what I wanted like super strong in the church like his testimony was amazing like just the values and morals that he had for himself but that he wanted to have for his family as well I was In my mind, I was like, I don't know how more of a perfect timing this could have been. Like, this is what I've been praying for for so long. And I let go of something that I was like hoping would change. And I just, I guess it was faith. I was just like, you know what? It's not serving me anything. So I'm just going to move on. And if something's meant to come
0: by, it will.
1: And Tanner showed up.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. Heavenly Father definitely has his timing where it's like, you guys have been in the same places for so long but the timing of it wasn't right. It's it's really cool when you see that correlation and realize that you know all those times when you're saying like Henry Fowler we just have to do it on his his timeline and and trust that that will come to pass. Um, how were you and Tanner able to establish a foundation in which you both decided to put Christ first in your lives as individuals and as a couple? Um, I think individually, we both have like our own personal goals.
1: And I think just like for Tanner example, like every morning when he's making breakfast or eating breakfast, it's so easy to just turn on your phone and like turn on Netflix and watch a movie and I'll just be laying in bed because I'm not getting up that early (laughs) and I can just hear him listening to a conference talk and so I know he starts his day off every day with something spiritual which I think is amazing um, because it just sets the mood for the rest of your day. I'm not as good as him and listen to a conference talk every morning but I definitely start my day off with a prayer. I was in a sacrament meeting, I guess it was Fast Sunday, and someone stood up and um, bore their testimony, and they were saying the, f- the easiest way to pray is literally roll out of bed straight to your knees and just pray. And I was like, kind of sounds silly, but I guess I'll give it a try. <laughs> and so in the mornings now I'm like roll over I'm like I'm lazy and I'm tired (laughs) I don't want to get up right now but I'll just roll over I roll over off the bed and I just say my prayer every morning and I feel like that's the way I start my day off and set the mood for my day Um, and I always ask Heavenly Father um, to put somebody in my path that I can share the spirit with whether it's an act of kindness or a spiritual thought or something like if there's a way that I can serve somebody else, like I would love to, because I know that's what Christ would do. Um, And I've learned too, that when I pray, like, it's so easy to like pray for something so specific, especially when you're looking for an answer. Um, But I've learned when I pray to almost ask Heavenly Father to give me the tools on like what I'm looking for. Like, I guess I get my hopes up very easily when I'm like, this is what I want and I don't get it because it's not always like that but when I ask almost for stepping stones just for his help then I feel like it's a lot easier for me because I at least feel progress and so that's kind of why I ask in the morning in my prayer like at least just put somebody in my path that I can help
0: as you and Tanner have decided to put Christ first in your lives or as you've naturally done so What are blessings that you feel you have received from putting Christ first in your marriage and in your family?
1: Just like everyone, I'm sure like you have your spiritual highs and you have your spiritual lows um, and you're not always going to be 100%. And I know definitely in our marriage, we've experienced that where Tanner might be 80 and I might be at 20. And I think that's the beauty of it is he's there to pick me up when I might be low or vice versa. and it's, it's nice to just know that your partner is always going to be there for you. And when we put Christ, we almost look at it as a triangle. Like, I'm in the bottom right, he's in the bottom left, and then Christ is at the top. And if we always remember that, and we can help each other with reminding each other of that, um, it's really nice because we can work through any issue or solve any problem. Probably being, like, more in tune with the Spirit and, like, being able to hear or, like, feel the promptings that we need in our lives. Um, I think, kind of going back, not trying to backtrack, but one of the best things I think about, like, being baptized in this gospel is being able to receive the the Holy Ghost after you get baptized. Um... And just having that is like a huge blessing. So I'll just tell you a little story that happened the other day. It made me feel like the worst mom ever. (laughs) Um, So I was walking out of work and we're borrowing my um, husband's grandma's truck. And I'm not handicapped, but (laughs) I parked in the handicapped spot because my thought was when Ira gets dropped off to me, I am not going to to walk from the university all the way down to 600 and try to load everything because I don't pay for a parking pass so I move the truck dishonestly which I feel very guilty about but I park in the handicap spot and then I get go up I get Ira and I bring everything down I put Ira in his car seat I put the keys in his car seat that was my biggest mistake um, but I had a thought of oh just start the truck so like on the key fob, I like double locked it and then I started the truck so the AC was going. So glad I followed that prompting. Then I shut his door. I open the passenger door and the front to load up all the bags. I shut that door. I walk around to the other side, open that door to load the stroller. I shut that door and I go to open my door and the truck is locked. And I'm panicking because it is hot outside. I rush to the other side I'm like yanking on the door handles and I look over and there is a gentleman standing there and I walk over and I'm like praying like please Heavenly Father just please help me stay calm like I know it's going to be okay but like also as a mom knowing that it's hot outside especially in St. George like my baby is locked in that truck so I ask him I said do you have a phone he kind of looks at me weird like yeah I'm like well can I use it (laughs) and he walks over to the truck with me and he calls 911. Um, and he goes into the building to see if there was anyone like maintenance inside that could help. Um, there wasn't, but a cop from the campus ended up showing up. And I'm like not as panicked because I know he at least has air in there, like the AC is running. And the cop is like trying to unlock the truck, but. I guess it's like a new safety feature in the newer cars that if you lock it from a fob you can't unlock it from the inside of the truck and ira's just in there smiling waving the keys around having a grand old time as mom's outside having a heart attack um and because the keys weren't in the ignition it doesn't stay on super long and my phone may i mention was also locked in the truck so he's like do you have any numbers we can call I'm like I literally have not a single number memorized except for my husband and he's in fire academy right now like he is not going to be able to answer and he's also an hour away like he's in cedar so the cop can't get it unlocked so he looks up the number for my grandma calls her um and she says she can bring a spare key but in that moment the truck turns off and I am now like panicking I'm like looking inside Ira looks like he's fine, but his cheeks are like starting to get flushed. Like his hands are sweaty and I just am starting to panic and I'm praying to Heavenly Father, like, please just keep my baby safe. Like, I don't know if I have to break a window, like what I have to do, but I'm just praying that like we can get an answer to this problem because I'm terrified. And the cop was standing next to me, like trying to keep me calm and just randomly he just walks away. And in my mind, I'm like, where are you going? Like, I need you by me right now. And he walks to the other side of the truck. And I don't know if it's because he had a prompting. I don't even know if the man's religious, but he pulls on the door handle. And it just magically opens. And I just start bawling one because I know that my baby's safe and now I can hold him and he's totally fine. But two, because I'm like, what a miracle, like, I have no other explanation to that situation besides God, like Heavenly Father help me. Like we all pulled on that handle probably 50 times, maybe more, just trying to get it to unlock when he was like doing the little jiggy thing like through the window and it was not unlocking. And when the truck turned off... And i said that prayer and then all of a sudden the cop had a thought to go pull on it one more time and it opened i just it's like one of those situations where you were saying like you instantly just say a prayer like out of habit saying like thank you so much heavenly father like i don't know what i could have done without you because there's no other explanation like it had to have been him so i mean like we have been blessed many times but I feel like the ones you mostly remember is like when you finally become parents and you're just asking for a miracle to happen because your child's in danger and heavenly father helps you like those are the ones you remember most and so i don't know I that's just one of the many that i can think of
0: wow that is so amazing those moments as a mom and as a parent are so scary And it's so wonderful being able to rely on Heavenly Father for that help in those situations. Um, Something that we have been wanting to talk about in upcoming episodes is how birth correlates to the gospel. And so I'm sorry I didn't prepare you in advance um, for this ahead of time. But how did you see Christ's hand throughout your birth experience.
1: I don't want it to sound like I really only rely on Heavenly Father when I'm terrified. (laughs) He's my safe space. So um, I would be lying if I said I was fully confident in my birth thing, like, plan. Um, I originally started going to a regular doctor, um, and I felt like every time I went it was just like this gut feeling like this isn't right like this isn't what you want like you don't feel good about this um and so my husband and I decided like okay let's look into midwives because originally I told my husband like I have always wanted to do unmedicated um and he was very skeptical he's like well what if we did the hospital but unmedicated. Like, would you feel confident with that? And I was like, I really don't want to. Like, I really just want to have it at home. Um, and so we started looking at all of our options for midwives. And every midwife we called, it was like, sorry, we're full. Sorry, we don't do births in the month of July. Sorry, can't do that. Like, it was always like, no, no, no. And I felt almost defeated because I was like, Great, like, I'm gonna have to go back to my first option, and I really don't want to do that. And the last midwife I called was Liz Smith and um, I got her voicemail, but she called me back and she's like, yeah, let's do this. Come to my house tonight at 6 p.m. We'll we'll start talking about your plan. And that kind of took me back because I was like, hmm, is this really what I want? Because like, I was almost like, okay, hey, here's your answer. Like. But we showed up at Liz's house and the one thing that made me feel so safe with her was she wasn't afraid to essentially, like, tell me that she was spiritual, that she believed in Jesus Christ and that she was a part of the same gospel. Um, And she told me, she said, I might come across as very blunt and just, like, straightforward, but she's like, I'm not here for the silly business. Like, I'm here and your baby is in my hands. And she's like if I don't feel the spirit, I can't do my job right. And it kind of hit me like, this is my lady. Like, this is exactly who I need on my side. And I've got the goosebumps. <laughs> and she's like, and if I'm sitting there and I feel anxious or I feel nervous, like I will say a prayer. She's like, if you want me to say a prayer with you, I'll say a prayer with you. And it just made me feel so good. Like, hey, this is why I felt bad about my other options. And This is who I was supposed to end up with. Unfortunately, though, like throughout the process, Ira ended up coming early um, and Liz actually wasn't able to deliver him. um, And we did have to go to the hospital. But I felt along the way. I was able to still have like my doulas there and Liz's assistant. And that was the other thing I was going to talk about is you. Um, I really wanted a doula and we just couldn't afford one. I had, um, had a consultation meeting with another doula who seemed amazing and I just like, I was thinking about it and I was like, I really don't know like how we would even make that work. And I felt really bad, but we ended up not going through with her and, um, I just was praying and I was like, I'm sure it will work out. Like, I know that Liz's assistant is also a certified doula like out. I kind of get the best of both worlds. Like, even though I don't really know her, like I'm sure it will it'll be fine. And then Carly (laughs) randomly messaged me on Instagram and was just like, Hey, like I typically don't take too many clients, but I wanted to reach out because I would love to be your doula like I do it for close family friends close family and friends and I literally was in my office at work and I just heard crying I was like um this is amazing like yes please um and it's just I look back at it and I I really don't know why it all worked out like that but my birth like in my mind how it happened going to the hospital not having Liz I was a mess I was like this is not my plan I didn't even plan for plan B because I was like I I'm only gonna have my plan A <laughs> um, and I honestly can say that my birth was perfect like it wasn't how I pictured it at all it's not what I had written down on paper but it was almost like so smooth I can't even tell you like I can't even explain like my husband amazing like I honestly was terrified that he might not know what to do and I felt like God played a role in that like he was amazing he helped me through everything he was so patient and the poor man like had no sleep and he stayed up the entire night with me. My doula was amazing. Like, I just felt so much support. And by the time Ira came, I felt like I wanted to cry. I just wanted to ball and let it all out. Like, I had so many emotions, but the spirit was so strong that, like, everything was just quiet like I don't really know how to explain it. like I, I heard no noise like my focus was fully on my baby there's no tears running down my face as much as I wanted them to be and I just felt like at a standstill like nothing else mattered but my baby was safe in my arms delivered straight from heaven and like it was like the picture-perfect moment And there were there could have been complications i'm sure there's a lot of things i told the doctor no to and they're like well that's against protocol and i was just like no i'm standing firm on this i know he'll be fine and sure enough he was perfect and the moment was perfect i i really have no words for it like i always like said like oh, i'm gonna type up my birth story and i still never have because there there wasn't a way i could really put into words like what i felt but all i know is that was the most i've ever spelt, felt the spirit in my life and i everyone said that my husband both my doulas said that like it was honestly insane like i i thought it was just me and i didn't know if it was just cuz i had had ba- just had had ira or if it was like everyone in the room but After it happened and everyone was telling me that, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who got to feel that because it was just amazing.
0: (laughs) It truly was such an incredible experience. Um, The spirit was so strong all throughout your birth. So thank you so much for that honor of allowing me to be there with you that day. Um, One of the last questions that I have is, What experiences in your life have taught you that you are a daughter of God?
1: Um, It took me a while, I think, to fully understand like the atonement. Um, And so I felt like there was times in my life where I guess I did feel alone, if that makes sense, just because I didn't have a full understanding. But learning what he's gone through for us it reminds me almost as like a parent knowing like I would take any pain or I would feel any feeling for my child and knowing that I have a father in heaven who does the same thing for me just reassures me that I am a daughter of him um and it's hard like I'm not saying that that feeling of like any feelings you have like will just go away like it's not magic like we're still humans we're still gonna feel all the feels and we're gonna have trials um but just knowing that we're not alone and he is there 100% to support us through everything um just I think really puts a that in perspective just because like any parent like they're there to support you um and guide you
0: and protect you totally that's so true are there any last thoughts or last impressions that you want to share
1: just that it's it requires work um that's like one thing that i've learned over time is your relationship with Heavenly Father will always be there, but it's just like going to the gym. Like if you only show up once every three months, like you might be strong, but you're not at your peak. Um, and the same thing goes for like filling your spiritual cup. If you're not practicing like, reading your scriptures, praying, putting in the effort. Heavenly Father is still going to be there for you no matter what, but your testimony and your faith will be so much stronger when you're putting work into it, and so I think that's just a reminder. I feel like everyone should hear, and mainly me, like, like, going through my life, like, every single day I do things out of habit um, and things come naturally because it's what we do every single day but we still have to put in that extra effort
0: yeah well thank you so much for being with us today Taryn and for sharing your own personal witness of Jesus Christ with us
1: thanks for listening to the Christ
0: First podcast check back with us next Friday for a new episode